you're listening to Think. It's like think, but with an M instead of an N, so it's Think. This is episode 11. I'm here with Paul Vine. I'm Paul Vine. He's Paul Vine. I'm Nicholas Rue. He's Nicholas Rue. Um, the topic I picked, I went through a lot of things. I went to Wikipedia, uh, special, random, and I just looked at hundreds of random Wikipedia articles. My topic was very, 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 very nearly speed skating until I realized how long the Wikipedia for speed skating was. I Like the Olympic sport. Yeah, like, well, just like speed skating in general. In general, but I mean, it, nobody else does it outside of like you skate because you play hockey mm-hmm. and you skate because you're a skateboarder and you're Tony Hawk. Is the only skateboarder. If you are a skateboarder, you are also Tony Hawk. Um, but yeah, there's nothing. I mean, what? Who? Apollo Ono? Is, is that a speed skater? I don't know. He, uh, I just noticed how long the Wikipedia page okay. was and then decided not we'll, to do we'll it. Get, we'll get back to it later. All right. Yeah, I, I didn't do that. I went with a completely different direction. Okay. So I want to start it off by saying, what do you know about Rodney Dangerfield? Oh, my God. Uh, okay. Back to school. Mm-hmm. Caddyshack. Okay. Rover Dangerfield. Yes. Classic. Uh, no respect. And that's probably sums up about everything I know about Rodney Dangerfield. Okay. That is a decent intro to Rodney Dangerfield. I went a little more in depth. Good. Um, could you give me, before I give you, an impression of one of his jokes? <laughs> you know, put me on the spot yeah, I like got, that. I mean, I got, oh I got five in the chamber here. God, I Six. hope... Like, 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 you mean in his style, like in a, a Rodney Dangerfield impression? I mean, do a voice and then also do what one, you think roughly one of his jokes is. Oh my God. That's just like, you might, I might as well just jump out the window now. <laughs> that's um, almost it. Yeah, it's pretty close, other than the voice. Um, man, he, uh, he tugs on his collar a lot. Uh-huh. I feel like a, a lot of his really? impression is, yeah, it's, it's very phys- like physical visual. Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll just do it, and then, and then, then just, they'll hear it. Um, oh, my God. They're not going to hear it. They're going to hear me tug on my collar. Tugs on collar. Yeah, that's fine. Um, no, because you're going to do the whole uh, Jesus of Nazareth thing at one no, point. No, I'm not. I'm not. I specifically decided that that is too long to spend on something irrelevant. That's just a, a bit I came up with five years ago. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to do his bits. Okay. Uh, God, it's it's like a Honeymooners-esque humor, mm-hmm. I feel. And I'm starting the timer now. I keep forgetting to start the timer. Oh, uh, just, I mean, it's gonna, if you do that, it's gonna be 15 minutes of me struggling to come up with a Rodney Dangerfield All question. right, I'll just do it. I'll, yeah, go ahead, because the like, closest I can get is like, hey, give me no respect. All right, here, I'll just, here, I'll oh. hold up my notes, and you do, you do the oh, top two. The top two. Yeah. Oh, God. Do the top three. <laughs> do whichever ones you want. <laughs> the top three. Dead air right now. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm I'm trying to work through which ones. Just reading. Last week, my house was on fire. My wife told the kids, "Be quiet. You wake up, Daddy." All right. Bad. That's bad. Bad. Get better. I dude. I can't do Rodney Dangerfield. (laughs) I don't have impressions at all. Um, All right. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. Please. You've worked on you. I don't want to take take it away from you. You've done all the work. Yeah, yeah. About if, like, I, if I ask you to do impressions during my thing, yeah. you're going to get really mad at me and also oh. get playfully offensive. Oh, so like, <laughs> let's see. I'll look forward to that. All right. I was, I was ugly. Very ugly. <laughs> when I was born, the, uh, the doctor smacked my mother. I'm so ugly, my father carries around a picture of the kid who came with a wallet. 
It's the, oh, it's in the eyes. It's like the yeah. Like, he's got like the big bug eyes. Yeah. You just like imagine you're holding a cigar. You're not smoking. He's like, go phone me instead. Come on over. There's nobody home. I went over. Nobody was home. I uh, I went to the doctor. I I, I told him once, uh, doctor. Every morning, uh, <laughs> when I get up, there's a halo hanging over. <laughs> Got it? So I couldn't even. I tried to do a Sugar Ray reference, <laughs> and that didn't work. So I'm gonna skip that one. Uh, during wife, <laughs> during sex, my wife always wants to talk to me. Just the other night, she called me from a hotel. See, if it, sometimes I feel like it slips a little bit into mo- like like a Sylvester Stallone impression. Almost. Yeah, I have been watching. It's a lot of Rocky lately. Yeah, it's just Rocky. You got to stop marathoning Rocky and Caddyshack. I think that's too. the only way to watch Rocky is all of them in one day. Okay, so now I'll get on to the real information. Now that everyone has a basic idea of uh, Rodney Dangerfield's bits and what he sounds like. Yeah. Also, it's so hot in here. It's pretty hot. I mean, that's why we was tugging on his collar. because yeah. he's. He's he's very sweaty. He's a sweaty. I feel like I have to be very sweaty throughout this. I don't think really... I've ever seen Rodney Dangerfield not wet. <laughs> yeah, I think they like missed him down before he goes out on stage. <laughs> like 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 if you're really like hot and beautiful and like muscly, uh-huh. they oil the opposite you down. Of <laughs> yeah, but like somebody at Rodney Dangerfield, they like spray him down with like a hose or something. Yeah, that is almost that's almost also a premise for a Rodney Dangerfield joke. Yeah. It's very self-deprecating. But it's beautiful. They'd oil me down there. Uh, me? They'd throw a bucket of water on me. Yeah. Well, guess what? Here's a fun fact. Did you know his birth name is not Ronnie Dangerfield? I've... Mm, it wasn't Rover Dangerfield. It was not. He was not born a cartoon dog. <laughs> Even though I do want to talk about Ro- Ro- Rover yeah, Dangerfield uh, towards the end Was it Cock- Cock-a-Doodle-Doo? Wasn't that that other movie that came out around that time? I have no idea. I think that was like the Elvis Rooster movie. Okay. Was Elvis in it? Elvis was dead. This is long after yeah, Elvis Yeah, Elvis was definitely died. dead. I, but in my mind, those movies are like... I, they probably aired on like Cartoon Network back to back. So... Um, yeah, I well, don't... Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, so, here's the, the... Cats Don't Dance. Sorry. Cats Don't Dance? <laughs> yeah. That's it was an, Rover Dangerfield and Cats Don't Dance well, back to back? Well, and Can Cockadoodle Do? What is the title of that one? Rockadoodle Doo. Rockadoodle It's Rockadoodle. It's about an Elvis rooster. Yeah, a rooster that wants to be like an Elvis impersonator. That like makes, it, it all fits. It's like the same animation that style. That makes much so it's probably more the sense. same company. All right, I'll just skip ahead right now before I get into his like early life. And, just tell um, me his name. Yep. Uh, hold on. In, yeah, okay, fine, fine, fine. He was born Jacob Cohen. C-O-H-E-N? C-O-H-E-N. Not the, like the long-lost Cohen brother. No, he's not a Cohen brother. Okay. His mother was an immigrant from Hungary. His father was a vaudeville performer who went by the name Philip Roy. Phil Roy, real name Philip Cohen. Um, he only saw his father twice a year for most of his life until when he was a teenager, his father abandoned the family. At which point, his mother moved him and his sister from Long Island to Queens, and he supported his family by selling newspaper and ice cream on the beach. All right. Which is kind of beautiful in a way. I mean, all the jokes are starting to make sense. Yeah. yeah. He began writing for other stand-up comics at the age of 15. He began performing at 19 under the stage name Jack Roy. So he took his father's uh, last name from his stage name, even though... He like probably yeah. hated his father. It said later in life that uh, when he was successful, his father like begged him to forgive him, and he did. Oh, wow. That's... Because I was thinking that would be like a... 
What a respectful yeah, thing. Yeah, I was thinking like a community thing. Like where, well, it's, it doesn't actually like happen. Like the TV show community? Yeah, but like the thing where like Pierce tries to make Joel McHale's dad show up or whatever mm-hmm. just to mess with him. Yeah. I was thinking it'd be something like that or oh. like a... Um, Eventually his dad does show up in the bad season. Does he? Yeah, we meet in like, what was it, season four? Isn't the, like, he also like a grifter? Gas Lake season. He's like, um, I, he's played by jo- James Brolin. The older Brolin. Not, yeah, not the cool Brolin who played uh, W. I don't know. Yeah, the father of that guy. And it says H-W. that uh, he has this uh, brother that's played by Adam Devine from Workaholics. So it's just a really bad episode. Okay. Um, he legally, back to Rodney Dangerfield, right. legally changed his name to Jack Roy. Man, he really leaned into that yeah, bit, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he tried for nine years. To make it as a stand-up. And did not. He worked as a singing waiter, which I know he later had somewhat of a musical career, but cannot imagine Rodney Dangerfield That's, as a singing waiter. Because, like, it wasn't his musical career also just, like, him, like, doing, like, standard show tunes, but then inserting, like, his jokes into the I songs? I think his biggest hit was um, Rappin' Rodney. Yeah, Rappin' Rodney. Hell yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, I forgot about Rappin' Rodney. It's classic. Yeah, it was uh, one of the first um, 100 hottest rap songs yeah, that made the charts. Yeah, because it absolutely wasn't going to be like a black <laughs> hip-hop artist. No. It's going to be a Hungarian dude from Queens. You're right. You, you're accurate. Um, he, he, he was fired from being a singing waiter. That's awesome. Because rap hadn't been invented yet, so he just had to sing. Uh, he worked... After that, as a performing acrobatic diver, what does I don't know that what that mean? means entirely. Like, I assume that means like a like like synchronized the Olympic swimmer. Yeah, well, I was, uh, but diving. That's for but diving. Yeah, for <laughs> synchronized diving. diving. That's yeah. equally. No, wild. I was thinking like a like yeah, you know, when you dive and you don't just obviously normal people dive into a pool the, the normal way, and then you have like Olympic divers who do like flips and twirls. Which again, imagining uh, Rodney yeah. Dangerfield, who in my, basically is like a real life Pillsbury Doughboy in some ways, and that's maybe a little rude to say, but as he is a, dead, <laughs> he's not going to hear this. Yeah. Also, as a large person myself, I feel like I can I get maybe a little yeah. bit of leadway. Yeah, but apparently his like current well his widow yeah yeah is uh, someone like painted a uh, mural to him in Queens. That just said, like, I get no respect. And then had a picture of him. And, like, yes, the picture was terrible. But she just came out and was like, this is a disgrace. Whoever painted this needs to, like, get it off the wall immediately. And it was some Italian artist who was like, I was trying to be nice. This oh, is man. what he looked like. I'm sorry. This is what yeah. he looked like. Did it Was it, like, accurate or was it very bad? Uh, it was just, like, a little worse. Okay. Like, he looked better than the painting, but not enough that you would really like, like someone's someone would recognize him yeah absolutely it was like a slight character okay uh but that's his at, at, who's at, his widow I, i'll get to that i'll talk about his first wife uh i bet yeah how many i don't even want to know right now um, we'll get into it later okay he was okay uh he was married three times i was gonna say three to two women Okay. Which is what I'm about to get into. That's buck wild, yes. Right? So at 28, he married Joyce Indig. Uh, and she just didn't want to be married to a performing acrobatic diver. 
So he quit showbiz and took a job selling aluminum siding to support his family. That is only a job you could hold in the 40s, 50s? No, no. 60s, 80s, 70s, 1840s? 50s. It was 50s. 50s, okay. I was going to keep guessing decades yeah. until I got no, it right. In the 50s. Um, while selling siding, he was investigated by the FBI for fraudulent sales practices, which was apparently pretty common in the siding industry at the time. Like, everyone in siding was just yeah, a con I, man. I'm, I don't even... I can't even begin to think how you would regulate. Like, like we just don't... We, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess... We've replaced that with the internet now, yeah. but we had no, like if somebody showed up at my house and tried to sell me something, I absolutely would scream at them. Well, and it said like a lot of the material that he did later came with stuff he came up with from his time selling siding. So I guess he was just like knocking on people's doors and then making them feel really, really sorry for him. Okay. That could, like he just like walked up and was just like, like I'm just a poor schmuck. You know, I've been knocking... On every single door, on every single block, and my wife won't have sex now with it's me. It's turning back into Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> no, Adrian. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> he uh, talked about it in his autobiography. It's not easy being me, which is a plug right now for the Rodney Dangerfield autobiography. It's not easy being me. Available now on Amazon.com. On Kindle and audiobook. Um, probably not audio. At least not read by Ronnie Dangerfield. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It's worth looking into. We're not going to, though. Um, When he was running the company, he was selling styding, started his own um, home improvement business. Apparently, his accountant cooked the books, and he acts like he had, like, no say in that, but for sure he told his accountant to cook the books. Yeah. I've seen enough movies where somebody commits fraud. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I've never committed fraud myself. I'm very proud of that fact. Yeah. Um, but I've seen it. Don't give me that love. I, I don't have. I, I, I don't even have a business that I could commit fraud in. No. I've I've stolen pens from work. Mm-hmm. And if that's, that's fraud, it? then lock me up. Oh, he had a joke about that. That um, oh man, it was like uh, it's like my dad, my family's so dumb. My dad worked at a bank and was fired for stealing pens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. Please buy some aluminum siding. (laughs) (laughs) Buy some aluminum siding. So his accountant cooked the books, the FBI caught it, and he was fined $20,000. He didn't have that money because, as he says, his mother was dying of cancer, his wife was sick, he had two kids and no money, which sounds like a setup for one of his bits. So he borrowed it from a Shylock. Okay. Is that a term that we can use? Uh, Wikipedia did. He did. So okay, he used that term. Yeah. Okay, then you should put like air quotes around it. And make Shylock. Sure. Well, maybe I did. Shylock, TM, TM, or whatever. Yeah. Is Shylock bad? Well, Shylock's it's is just the character it's from the, the yeah from Shakespeare. Yeah. Who I'm pretty sure is Jewish. He's Jewish. Yeah, but like you're so not. I can't. Okay, that's fair. That's I, I mean, it's fair. just the thing where like I just want to be careful. So in my notes, it says Shylock in quotations. Yeah. Um, that's fine <laughs> yeah uh i don't really get this is the jump that it went to that i don't really get is it says he went from having from being broke 20 grand in debt to a shylock to then 
he needed, I guess, a break from it, or he thought a great way to make money would be finally to go back to showbiz. So he went to a club that he used to be a favorite at that he hadn't performed at at 12 years, and he told the club owner to come up with a fake name for him, either to hide from the Shylock, who was there in the audience, like, sharpening his knife okay, or yes. cleaning his gun, or just because he thought maybe people were still there from 12 years earlier and they didn't want like to let left fans of Jack years. Roy down. Yeah, his numerous fans that didn't exist or else he would have mm-hmm. not been where he is. Right? Okay. So uh, the club owner announced him as Rodney Dangerfield. That's a very good name to come up with on the spot. It was the name of a character that comedian Jack Benny did on a radio, pro- a radio program that was like a really shitty cowboy movie star. Okay, that's a much less good name to come mm-hmm. up with on this. He just like said a thing God, that he had heard. That'd be like me introducing you as like Rocky Balboa mm-hmm. on the next podcast <laughs> yes. and just be like, uh, Nick couldn't make it today, so here's uh, Rocky Balboa? Which I encourage you to do because apparently my Rocky impression is like better than my Rodney Dangerfield impression. If, you're, if your next week's topic isn't Rocky. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Maybe it'll be the life story of the woman that played Adrian. She's a Coppola. Is she? Yeah. She's a... Oh, what's that quirky guy that's in all the Wes Anderson movies? Oh, um... Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. That's his mom. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, Adrian. So that means, like, Nicolas Cage is involved somewhere, and I Yeah, I think they're cousins, where. or yeah. second cousins or something. All right, I can almost get through this. I got like eight minutes. Uh, where was I? So he did the show for the first time performing as uh, Ronnie Dangerfield, and he did all the like self-deprecating bits that he had learned, or like every joke he had come up with while he was working as a tin man selling aluminum siding. I don't know why they call him tin man when it's aluminum siding. Maybe it was tin siding in the 50s, and I'm just used to saying aluminum siding. I don't, who knows? That is a topic for another week. Yeah, someone will fact check. Don't fact check that. Please don't tweet at us. Please don't write letters into the show. We do not care. Oh yeah, he killed at the show. How many? Uh, everyone loved it. Uh, he killed the <laughs> he. <laughs> he killed fifteen people. Everyone loved it. That's how he got his. <laughs> he big the break. other people, the people he didn't kill. Loved yeah, it. He killed the Shylock, and then everyone around the air quotes. Everyone's Shylock. just like, "I'm being murdered by a man named by Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield. Dangerfield," and then his name spread. And then, like riding the wave of that success and murder, he filed for divorce from his wife in nineteen sixty-one. Second wife or first wife? Still his first wife. Still first wife. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then. Just feeling cocky, he went to perform at hotels in the Catskill Mountains. You know, the hotbed of comedy, the Catskill Mountains. Isn't that, um, isn't like Borscht Belt stuff, isn't uh, like Yakov Smirnoff associated with the Catskill Mountains? I have no idea. But probably, apparently they like, not hacky, but uh, very set in their persona comedians. Bad jokes? I'm not going to say that. I respect Ronnie Dangerfield. Mm, I do too, but the Yakov Smirnoff can... Well, he's got more... He had... I don't know if he's alive or dead. I think he's alive. I think it's about time for a resurgence. Okay. Um, but, Yakov, if you're listening, we want you back. Yeah, we would love to have Yakov Smirnoff as a guest on the show. Uh, but he didn't do well in the Catskill Mountains, and once again found himself about $20,000 in debt. Or maybe he just made no money during that time, and was still hiding from the Shylock in the Catskill Mountains. That's I love that idea. Yeah. I feel like there could be a really cool, like, 
Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? But it's like but, where in the world is Rodney Dangerfield? Exactly. And Rockapella is helping this. Um, Who's Rockapella? Rockapella is the band that sang the theme song to Where in the World is Carmen San Diego? Oh shit! Okay, yeah, that's a few yeah layers deep that I wouldn't have got Rockapella really. Yeah, they were like that the, sounds like an event at a bar, yeah, not yeah, a band. They were, they were like the host or something. They were like the band on the TV show too. How did the theme song go? Well, she sneaks like, around okay. the world from New York right, to that's, Carolina. That's right. that's yeah, I could, I, get I could it. get. I, yeah, I don't want the whole thing. I, that's that's good because I probably don't remember okay. any more lyrics after that. <laughs> good. That was the perfect amount. Uh, <laughs> he found himself twenty thousand in debt, and he realized his problem was that he was just some schmuck telling jokes. He didn't have an image yet. Sure, he was Rodney Dangerfield. The tie was still all the way at the top of the neck. <laughs> the tie was tight to the neck. Yeah, the f- he, no one. He didn't have a little little boy paid to throw a bucket of water. Yeah, on him, he, so looked he looked too respectable, sweaty. and that clearly didn't work with the the famous choke. So, so when he returned to the East Coast from the Catskill Mountains, no one, won, none of the like club owners, none of the comedy club owners would let him on stage. He felt shunned, and he realized he should play a loser. Who nothing goes right for. And then he married his first wife again. <laughs> Wait, before he got married to his second wife. No, his second wife is his first wife. Okay, well, okay, that's what I'm saying. But before, the second woman, sorry. The second woman, yes. Yeah, so he... I don't know the exact terminology for saying that someone was married to the same person twice. There's, Yeah, there's a term for that. But uh, I don't know what it is either. But, okay, so married a woman. She hated his job. Mm-hmm. He finally thought he was going to get success and so left her, realized he wasn't going to get success, and then went crawling back. I don't know that 100%, but based on the timelines, that's very much what I want to think happened. Yeah, okay. Because that feels like, uh, apparently he's, he, he, he was described by a second wife as someone who was intelligent and kind and gentlemanly. But like, I don't believe it. Yeah, that is, that is an actress that he hired to play his second wife. <laughs> She's third also wife. like younger... No, second wife, but the second woman, third wife. This is going to get very confusing. Yeah, Joyce and, hold on, Joan, who's like way younger than him and also like a babe. Like no one he could have realistically, no one that, um, what was it, Jacob Cohen could have been with. Only someone Rodney Danger. A lot of J names here. Yeah. I don't think that means anything. Okay, I just was I was gonna let that That's, sit there. Yeah, I was trying to think of that as a key to a puzzle. So he performed in clubs for a while, middling success, and then it all changed. Everything changed when he was a last-minute replacement on the Ed Sullivan Show in March fifth, nineteen sixty-seven. So he did he get successful or did he just he's doing all right? Okay, like he was with his wife. And he's okay, because because right. in my head he just like married his wife again yeah and then somehow found himself on the ed sullivan show which <laughs> yeah is... he was selling sighting to ed sullivan <laughs> and he was just like oh shit i we gotta record now <laughs> he's like go out and sell some sighting okay and then he was a hit he wound up like headlining in vegas 
doing encores on the Ed Sullivan show. And then he has, it was a terrible joke, but his joke is, uh, I walked into a bar, the, I can't even do it anymore, I'm just going to do it. Don't even boy. try no. it, yeah. I'm trying to do it as Rocky. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, I walked into a bar the other day in order to drink. The bartender says, I can't serve you. I said, why not? I'm over 21. He said, you're just too ugly. I said, as always, boy, I tell you, I get no respect around here. Like that's, that was the, the joke. That's the original. That had no respect. no respect in it. That just and for some reason. How did that take off? Oh, I don't know. It's not even that. I mean, I'm sitting here making worse jokes. Sure, right? But that's. But not you don't a great have joke. like a, an image. You know, you don't have a character. You're still going by yeah, your. Yeah, I'm just name. a voice in your ear right now. Yeah. You should be like whispering, "You sweet nothings." Eh. <laughs> I don't think they're sweet. Oh, and hopefully, okay. there's some things. Oh no! Fuck! Is that my time? No, I have one and a half minutes. All left. right, speed up. Okay, um, he was successful. No respect caught on. He opened a comedy club called Danger Fields that only featured headliners, no fucking amateurs, and no open mic nights. And then him and his wife got divorced again. Hell yeah! Yeah, that's go out on top, baby. He won a Grammy. Came out with the album Rap and Rodney, which the rap was a hit. The music video was an early success on MTV. Um, he was in all those movies you said. He played the abusive dad in Natural Born Killers, Mr. Burns' son. He played Lucifer in Little Nicky. He, I don't know if you know this, but starred, wrote, and co-produced Rover Dangerfield, which the plot summary is, a city dog owned by a Las Vegas showgirl winds up on a farm. Okay, I did, I did not one know One review that- says that it was one of the worst animated films, even if you're a fan of Dangerfield. Uh, he's married from 1993... To 2004, when he died, to Joan. Um, He loves weed. He had a heart attack in 2001, and when he was in the hospital, the nurses got mad at him because he was smoking in his room. But then he made a recovery until he was having having brain surgery, which was like a pre-surgery for a heart surgery. And someone asked him how long he'd be hospitalized, and he had the awesome joke, I'm not going to do it, if all goes well, about a week. If not, about an hour and a half. Which is great. Oh, that's, yeah, that's good. But he died. Uh, it, surgery didn't go successfully. He fell into a coma, and then he died. On October 5th, 2004, all right, last thing, his headstone reads, Rondy Dangerfield, there goes the neighborhood. Okay, better than it would have said if it had said, like, no respect or something. Yeah. yeah that's good. That's, that's pretty, good. pretty good. I cannot believe he wrote, directed? And starred in. No, produced. Co-produced, okay. but wrote and starred in. I was going to say, if he directed an anime No, that'd be film, too much. I don't even be, know how you do it. I don't know how you I mean, people do it. Yeah, but I don't think like an amateur could do that. Okay, three more things. <sighs> During his funeral, his wife had an event in which respect was emblazoned in the sky. Each guest was given a live monarch butterfly for a butterfly release ceremony led by Farrah Fawcett. What? Yeah. Uh, in 2007, a Rodney Dangerfield tattoo was among the most popular celebrity tattoos in the United States. And Wait, real, take a step yeah. back. Celebrity tattoo, as yeah. in tattoos of a celebrity, or celebrities that like, I would tattoos like to think on both. a celebrity? I would like, like to think that, like, like, a bunch of celebrities in 2007 <laughs> were just like. <laughs> Three years after his death, or two years after his yeah, death. Yeah, they were too. just like. So there was like what? a bowl. And I, want, then, I want a Rodney Dangerfield tattoo. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, that's it. I'm done. All right. I had one more thing, but now we'll never know it. Yeah, that's... Well, it's a shame. I feel like I spent too long on his early life, and I really should have jumped to the career. I feel like, yeah, because I feel like if we spent more time on Rover Dangerfield, I it really, could have only been better. I wish we had spent a lot more time talking all right, about it. It's all right, because I'm going to be under pressure to do 
my bet. All right. Let's. Do, uh, do you want to go into it or we want to? No, let's take, take a, a break. Take a break. Uh, let's uh, recover from hearing all about Rover Dan- Rodney Dangerfield. Have a word from our sponsor. I have a word from um, that sponsor that we have. All right. All right. Do you like to cook? Of course you don't. Nobody likes to cook, but that's because you don't know how to do it. You're in the kitchen. You're cutting your meats into cubes and your vegetables into juliennes and throwing them at the stove and hoping that what comes out is edible. What temperature do you cook it at? For how long? Saute? Flambe? You just don't know. Well, now you do. With the Donner Party Box, you get your fresh ingredients delivered straight to your home, along with easy-to-understand recipes that lay out all the steps to making delicious, nutritious, home-cooked meals. You'll be bragging to all your friends about how great you are now at cooking. But it's not just knowing how to cook. you got to use the right ingredient. That's why they only use the finest meat, locally sourced from underdeveloped neighborhoods in your community. So not only does it taste great, but you can rest easy knowing that you're helping to support families in need. Their vegetables are also grown in community gardens by those same families and provided with all the nutrients and compost that growing plants love. Once everything is ready, the ingredients are packaged and sent straight from the farm to your door. No time spent sitting on supermarket shelves, just fresh ingredients ready for your table. Use the special offer code THIMK, that's T-H-I-M-K, to get 20% off of your first order, and we'll make sure your Donner Party Box finds you. Alright, we're back. Yep. Back from the break, back from the word from our sponsors. Who shall forever remain nameless uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. we'll figure out stamps.com <laughs> no uh, don't give them anything unless yeah. they give us money yeah. buy your stamps at the post office yeah until we're specifically given yeah, money until to say give there's us a better way to, to do yeah. it absolutely all right so nick i'm going to start off this topic okay i'm ready to learn by teach me asking you make a me think question that is um well it's a little bizarre but um like how bizarre well by omc Yes. Uh, what is... You don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but okay. I, I feel like it would very much help. I'm ready. Uh, what's the weirdest place you've ever masturbated? What? Oh, fuck. Uh, a car. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. This will come up later. Okay. So <laughs> the topic that I have for this week is the Iran-Contra affair. <laughs> and I swear to God, I'm going to close this loop. All right. I don't know how you can possibly. It's going to be I great. Guess I don't know enough. This is going to be like a Iran fucking Contra magic affair. trick. All right. All right. So, to really understand the Iran uh-huh. Contra <clears throat> affair, you have and to. Not the Contra video game. Not Contra the video game. However, the. <laughs> not when final, Iran got Contra. Yeah, the final song in that game, the end credits, is called Sandinista. Okay. Um, which are the Contra's enemies. Um, but uh, other than that, they they tried to claim it's not based off of the whole Contras at all, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't make any sense. And that sense. that is a game that stars Sylvester Stallone, basically. And right? who is it? Like Kurt Russell? I don't think it's them, but they're like it's very, very yeah. Much like based the off. the cover art looks exactly yeah, like Rambo like yeah. and like Snake Plissken or something. Yeah, um, or I think it's the dude from Terminator. I think it's Kyle Reese. I was going to say Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger. No. You were struggling to come up with no. Arnold Schwarzenegger? The guy who played Kyle Reese. Yeah, the good okay. guy in the first yeah. one. Okay. Um, so background information. Mm-hmm. To really understand the, what happened in uh, 
85 really is when it happened. But really understand what happened, you have to go back to 1953 to the coup that was orchestrated. I think that was the Iran Danger Thread was born. Is it? Eh, probably not. Probably he was no, not. No, it wasn't. He was like twenty something. Yeah, yeah, no, he's right. not born in the. He wasn't selling aluminum siding as a kid. Yeah, you're right. Um, he was selling newspapers and ice cream on the beach. Right. So in 1953, uh, the there's a there was a king of Iran, mm-hmm. the Shah, um, and that was Mohammad Reza Pahlavi. Um, and in 1953... How confident are you on that pronunciation? I googled it, and it's either Pallavi or Pallavi. So, decently 50, confident. 50, yeah. if, if you're Persian uh, and you want to get mad at me, please do. Mm-hmm. I we, apologize. What's your handle? Uh, my handle is at Electric Mainline. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, in 1953, under the Prime Minister, this was when they still had a Prime Minister... Uh, who I cannot even begin to pronounce his name. It's like Masada. Or Masada. Sounds like you can begin, begin to pronounce it's, his well, name. It's, I did not write it down. Um, point is... Uh, Damn, dude, your notes look like an essay on it. Yeah, dude, I, I took a lot of good All notes. All right, cool. Um, so in 1953, the, uh, under the prime minister, they were going to nationalize the oil industry. Which obviously the U.S. and uh, oh, didn't like that. BP, yeah. which didn't exist at the time, it was AIOC. What did that stand for? I do not remember, yeah. but uh, they were All not a those fan. Notes and- Anglo-Iranian Oil Corporation, I think, or something like that. Yeah, it sounds good. Um, but they were not a fan of that, so the U.S. and the U.K. led a coup. So 1953, uh, the prime minister was disposed. They solidified rule under the monarchy of the Shah. That remained in place until 1979, mm-hmm. and due to rising tensions just in the country, um, it's a relatively peaceful revolution. But there was a revolution, many strikes, a very leftist, Islamist-led revolution, and that led to the replacement of the Shah. Um, and he was replaced with the Grand Ayatollah uh, Ruhollah Khomeini, um, and they formed a Islamic Republic. So that happened in '79. Okay. Um, the same time in 79... So two years after Star Wars. Yeah, while this was going on, yeah. a bunch of students uh, who were not... A f- they were part of, like... I forget the name of the group. It's like something, uh, Imam's Line. Um, but a bunch of like Iranian students stormed the U.S. Embassy in Tehran and took a bunch of hostages. That was the Iranian uh, hostage crisis. Uh, there was a lot of... Is that Argo? Maybe. Is that what Argo's based around? I I, I watched that movie. I never saw were it. That's Ben Affleck, right? Well, yeah. I don't think he took place in that. I think that I think that might be fictionalized. Yeah, um, he is just in Boston, hoping his janitor friend would live up to his potential. Yeah, good goodwill Argo. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but the students took hostages. Uh, Jimmy Carter basically fucked up handling that. Um, Should have stuck to peanut farming. Yeah, well, they did Operation Eagle Claw that resulted in, like, eight U.S. military members getting killed and one Iranian civilian. Um, So there's a lot of reason to believe that, like, the hostage crisis led to uh, Reagan basically destroying Carter in 1980. Um, And a lot of that leads to the fact that the crisis ended literally 20 minutes after Reagan was sworn in. (laughs) Like, 20 minutes after Reagan was sworn in, the Algiers Accords were signed. Huh. And the hostages were released. Wow. Okay. Good first day for Reagan. Yeah. So, so is that why everything's named after him? Yes. Um, at, and then 
That's why I'm named after him. Yeah, they're Nicholas Nick, Reagan Nicholas Room. Reagan Room. Um, in later in 1980, in September, Iraq invaded Iran, basically because they were uh, Saddam Hussein, who was mm-hmm. the leader of Iraq at the time, was afraid that that I'm familiar with the Ayatollah's Islamic Revolution would spread to Iraq. Wait, this. Is this mentioned and we didn't start the fire? Yes. Ayatollahs okay. in Iran, okay. Russians in Afghanistan, yes. This sounded very familiar. Yeah. Now I know it's because Billy Joel educated me about right. this before you. And then the last piece of the puzzle in the Middle East part, the Iran part of this, is Hezbollah, which is an uh, Islamic paramilitary group that's located in Lebanon. They were formed in 82. They didn't officially get founded in eight, until 85, but they formed in 82 as a result of like the Israeli-Lebanon war. Um, Israel invaded the South Lebanon area, um, and this paramilitary group basically formed to kick them out. It's part of the reason that there's a huge tension today between Israel and Iran. Um, and if you want to go into that, that's a whole different thing. Um, so that's we'll the, save that for another. Yeah. Another so that's the Iran side of this. The Contra side of this is that in uh, also 1979. Wait, the Vampire Weekend song? Yes. Okay. Actually named after that, and there's a bunch of stuff on that album that refers to this. Oh. Um, that you know they just steal things from everywhere. Yeah. Who's Paul that? Simon. Was that guy? I. Ooh. He did that Moon Moon song with Ezra. Klein. Ezra Klein. Ezra Koenig. Koenig. Yeah. yeah. Is that no? Sarah, is that Sarah, right? Yeah, it is Koenig. Cause, okay. Because I was thinking like Sarah Koenig. Yeah. And Ezra Klein. Who also hosts a uh, slightly worse podcast than this called Serial. Yes, slightly worse. Um, just a little. We a couple. No, so just. in 79, the Sandinistas uh, overthrew the Nicaraguan president. Uh, Samosa is his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, well, that's his last name. It was like the name of the, the monarchy that was there. Um, How does that tie into the food? Spelled differently and n- not from... India. Not so, at all. Okay. So the answer is no. Okay. Um, I probably just should have had dinner first. Yeah. Because uh, I'm imagining like a samosa and like military. Yeah, they overthrew us. They just like stormed the castle and yeah. ate, ate a bunch of samosas. And they're like, well, I guess we lead now. The they had a samosa eating contest. Yeah. And that's how you win. Yep. That's Nicaragua's got a weird government, <laughs> man. Um, so Carter initially, this, you know, this happened in 79. Carter didn't get. Ousted. He didn't leave office until '81. Technically, um, Carter initially kind of tried to work with the Sandinistas. Reagan came in and absolutely was not going to work with them. He took a very hard line, anti-communist line. Um, that uh, Sandinistas were like democratic socialists, uh, part of the Socialist International. Um, so, um, like Rose and everything. Um, so you have you have positive feeling towards them. Yeah, they're pretty dope. Um, Okay. There's a reason they, there's pretty a, dope. Yeah, there's a reason they called like Sanders supporters Sander, S- Sandinistas similar. Oh, yeah. or they, they tried to do a similar thing. Mm-hmm. Sanderista, I think, is what they did. Mm. Um, so the Contras were like fashionista. Yes, uh, followers of fashion. Um, Ooh, that's a good kink. So song. the yeah, the uh, Contras formed basically from the former National Guard of Samosa's regime. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were basically in Honduras along the border to Nicaragua, and they were trying to basically overthrow the Sandinistas. Um, Reagan was very pro-Contra. Um, so that's kind of all the background information. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of background <clears throat> information. I'm trying right. to kind of rush through that. So pretty much where we are in terms of mine is 
Rodney Dangerfield just left his wife. Yes. And now we're getting into the meat of the so, matter. So we're getting into the, the potatoes and the meat. Mm-hmm. Um, so the potatoes That's and the meat awesome. are, as a result of the Iranian hostage crisis, uh, Carter had placed an arms embargo on Iran. Right? No arms. That we did not sell them any arms. Reagan, like, slightly took it back, maybe a little bit, um, but we still continue to not directly sell arms to Iran. When Iraq invaded Iran, Iran found themselves very much in need of arms. Uh, they, we had, because the Shah was very supportive of the U.S., I mean, it was basically a Western-run government, um, we sold them a lot of weapons. Mm-hmm. So all their weapons were things we sold them. So and, when they but break, they still needed arms to use the weapons. Yeah, they had, they're just walking around armless. Just torsos and legs and heads. Couldn't, I mean, there may be a couple people who are pretty like flexible toes who could uh-huh. fire an AK. Um, but, yeah. It's, and that's how they found the next prince. Yes. What? The man with the most flexible toes. I don't know. You go ahead with your, <laughs> your actual I thought you thing. meant Prince the Artist. <laughs> I'm like, is that a thing he was known for? No Playing other. guitar with his feet? I'm sure he could have. Probably. Um, so basically, the big fear was that Iran would be uh, open to Soviet influence because they needed weapons very badly. If they didn't get them from us, they could get them from some people, somebody else. So in 83, America launched Operation Staunch. Not as cool as Eagle Claw. Yeah. Eagle Claw sounded great. Well, Eagle Claw was a military operation. Okay. Operation Staunch was where they um, had this diplomat, I forget his name, like Jim. He's a staunch supporter. Jim Rushmore or something. Uh, Well, he went around to basically all the other Arab countries and like South Korea, um, basically a bunch of other countries, and said, do not sell weapons to Iran. Uh, it would be morally wrong to do that because Iran supports terrorism. Hezbollah had... Disbelieved. What year is this? This was in 83. Okay. Um, so that's Return of the Jedi just came out. Yes. Okay. So that they didn't get that because of the embargo. Um, <laughs> Man, that's, that's hard. That's a shame. That's, I mean, they probably didn't want it. They were very much an Islamic rep- republic yeah, at the time. Okay. So, um, you know, Reagan, and like I said, Reagan was a big supporter of the Contras. Um, but Congress was very much not into that, so they had they passed the Boland Amendment, which basically said Mark Bolton, yeah, Mark Bolton, Boland with a D. Oh, okay. Um, named after some Republican or uh, Democratic representative from Massachusetts, I think, um, which basically said we could not give money or military aid to the Contras. Mm-hmm. Those children of the revolution. Yeah. We could provide them with humanitarian aid still. That was the first amendment allowed that. So uh, that was like 90, or is that was 82 was the okay. first amendment that said we cannot give them military aid. We could still provide humanitarian aid. They later passed uh, two more amendments that basically took care of that loophole. Um, so we couldn't support the Contras directly with money. We couldn't sell weapons to Iran. But we're also afraid that Iran is going to fall under Soviet influence, and Reagan very much wanted to support the Contras. Mm-hmm. So how do we get around this? Well, yes, we figure out a way to sell weapons to Iran mm-hmm. and figure out a way to get money to the Contras. Okay. So uh, what we did is called the Enterprise. Uh, and, uh-huh. and Robert McFarland is a national security advisor. Uh, suggested, rather than us directly selling weapons to Iran... Uh-huh. Israel sells weapons to Iran. Okay. 
we replenish Israel's stock of weapons mm-hmm. and they give us money for it. Mm-hmm. Then we take that money and use it to fund the Contras. Uh, I actually am, that, I do not think that was in his initial plan, but that's eventually basically what happened. Okay, then. Um, to send Jean-Luc Picard and Worf yes. on the Enterprise. Yeah. Uh, Data, was he on that? <laughs> Data was involved. And uh, Quill Wheaton. Quill, Quill Wheaton? Quill Wheaton. Okay. Um, the old-timey Will Wheaton that writes everything with a Jonathan bird feather. Jonathan Frakes? Yeah. Riker. Oh, yeah. yeah, Riker. That's yeah. Just, I couldn't remember what So it was they like. all brought weapons yeah. to Israel. The Israel, they... Yeah, Israel gave their weapons, sold their weapons to Iran through a third party. Okay. Who's the third party? Uh, I do not have that name okay. written down. Maybe but that's where Worf came into play. Yeah, it's not. it might have been Worf. Um, it's not... Officially on the record, it might have been Not Worf. clear here. But basically, so what happened was in 85... Yeah, in 85, or kind of... I guess it started kind of in 82 until 92. Hezbollah took a bunch of or at least one group closely tied to hezbollah took a bunch of hostages in lebanon that's okay. the lebanon what year? Host- that was in like from 82 to 92 there was like 400 people okay that they so that's hostage. under reagan yeah so uh there were seven hostages in particular that were u.s citizens that um reagan did not want to appear weak on he wanted to try to get these people back he figured that iran because Hezbollah was loyal to the uh, Khomeini. Who's the Khomeini? Khomeini, the Ayatollah. Okay. He's uh, like the... Ayatollah is like a position. Okay. But was that the king, you said? He's basically? not a king. He's a, he's a supreme leader of Iran. That's actually his official title, the supreme okay. leader of Iran, which is fucking sweet as hell. Yeah. Um, like an ultimate life form in terms yeah, of... Yeah, yeah. He was the shadow of the hedgehog of Iran. <laughs> Um, okay. That's a callback. Yeah. Please listen to last week's episode if you did not get that <laughs> reference. Um, What's it called? Uh, toy and be the hedgehog. Toy, toy and be the hedgehog. Yeah. Um, episode ten. So the plan was: we give, like, Israel gives weapons to Iran. Iran uses their influence to get Hezbollah to free these hostages. That pretty much didn't happen. Like, there were some that were released. <laughs> A lot of them were not. Who were the seven hostages? Uh, their names were. I don't need their names. Just like oh, just like why uh, were they there? How did they? They were like Christian, uh, like missionaries in some. Oh, like there were like okay. some of them were like reverends. Yeah. Um, some of them were. I mean, I don't. So like generally non-threatening. Yeah, it wasn't like like people that were over there fighting. They it was just, just went like, there to spread the good word. Yeah, it was like people that got caught up in because because Lebanon was a um, like a multicultural state until this like Lebanese civil war happened in mm-hmm. you know eighty eighty two um, like phalangist groups were it's complicated I don't know much about that um, so Reagan approved let me make sure I'm just get this correct. The National Security Advisor McFarland said we should sell weapons to Iran. Okay. In order to limit Soviet influence. Reagan's defense secretary, his name is Kaspar Weinberger. Mm, good his secretary name. of State George Schultz, not related to the Peanuts guy. No? I know that's what you were thinking. Mm-hmm. That is what I was thinking. Not um, his son? 
Yeah, they were very much against it. The director of the CIA, because he's the director of the CIA, mm-hmm. whose job is to interfere with international politics, was very much into it. Um, his name was William Casey. Um, so in July of 1985, so 85 is when this whole thing kicked off. Um, one Can of, you give me like the American culture at the time? 85. I mean, 85 was... Like Star Wars you movies had are Graceland. done. Yeah, okay. You Paul had Simon? Ba- ba- yeah, Back okay. to the Future came out. Uh, okay. Not American culture, but Hounds of Love came out by Kate Bush. Classic album. Where's Kate Bush from? She's English. Oh, okay. Um, of the English Bushes. Yeah. The... Shrubberies. A, a British version of George W. Mm. Actually, she is a Theresa May supporter, so like, very disappointing for mm. me. Um... So the plan was in 85, Israel ships weapons through this intermediary to Iran. We replenish our weapon supply. We get money. Um, in August, Reagan approved a sale of 96 uh, TOW anti-tank missiles to this. They, they told him that there was a moderate faction. And he got, quote unquote, evidence that there is a moderate faction within the Ayatollahs. Moderate in what regard? Moderate is in like the Ayatollah was a hardline anti-U.S. Yeah, because it was an Islamic Republic. Yeah, this they were. He was told that there was a moderate faction that would be open to discussing things to the with the U.S. Like open to, you know, working things out, because um, the Ayatollah was very much not into that. Um, so he was told, hey, there's this group we could work with them. Same similar to how now we're funding you know moderate rebels in Syria. Yeah. Um, it's, it means fucking nothing is what it is. It was a lie. Um, so Reagan approved the sale of that. In September, they sent them more. Uh, in November, they sent them even more. In December, McFarland, who was the security advisor, retired. He wanted to be with his family or something. He was replaced by Admiral John Poindexter. Mm. Buster, Admiral Buster Poindexter. And he was like, it's hot, hot, hot. No. Is that Buster Poindexter? That was Buster Poindexter. What's Buster Poindexter? That was the dude from the Dresden Dolls. It's the guy that was in that. Um... I don't know any of this. When you said Poindexter, I think there's a part in Bust a Move where they say, "Hey, Poindexter." Is yeah. It no, I think it's different. So Buster Poindexter was the dude from. Uh, did you watch the Bill Murray special on Netflix? Yeah. He's Wait. the piano player. Okay. Is he the guy that... He's the taxi... He's the yeah, taxi, he's the taxi driver, driver in Scrooge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. He's like, he's like not Nick Cave or Tom Waits, but he like... He looks... Seems yeah, like he, he could be like, their less successful he, brother. Yeah, he looks like somebody like Xerox, Tom Waits. Mm-hmm. It didn't come out just right, so they threw it in the garbage. Do you think his birth name's Buster Poindexter? It's not, absolutely okay. not. Yeah. His, his name is... I used to Jacob know. Cohen. It was, his name was Jacob Cohen. He's actually Rodney Dangerfield. Um, so anyway, so... Poindexter, Admiral Poindexter, updated this plan where he was gonna, they were gonna deliver the weapons to these moderate leaders in the Iran army rather than this moderate group. Reagan, this is a great quote. Um, Reagan approved this, even though again Schultz and Weinberger disagreed, saying he could answer charges of illegality, but he could not answer a charge that big, strong President Reagan passed up a chance to free <laughs> hostages. And I love that, like. And that technically that's from uh, somebody's notes. I forget. I think it's from Weinberger's notes. But I love he the wrote phrase down big, big strong, strong president. president. That's Reagan. like in quotes. Did he have big like a crush I, on maybe. Reagan? He's trying to kiss him. Was it like a who, he's like, wait, who's who's notes? 
I think it was Weinberger. So okay. it was his uh, secretary of state. So do you think in his notebook no, he secretary. also had like hearts that said yes, like Reagan absolutely. plus Weinberger? I mean, Reagan at that point was basically had a sponge for a brain. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, but he still looked handsome. He did look handsome. I mean, it, he also was like in the hospital for colon cancer mm, at the time. Yeah. Um, so he was not doing great. So um, in December... You know, That's this, more sympathy than I normally extend Reagan. I don't yeah. know why I'm getting... You know, I mean, we Reagan. just feel a little bit... like We feel something towards him because we have a highway named after him. Exactly. It's a shitty highway. And, it's an okay highway. Um, so Oliver North, who was... Oliver uh, North, yeah, yeah. He was... Do you know who Richard Kind is? It's like a character actor. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's like a famous character. He looks. That's that's what Oliver North looks like. I okay. saw a photo of this dude's mugshot. And I'm like, that's that's Richard Kind, that character. What's actor. Richard Kind in? I know that name. He's in uh, four ep- minutes and twenty seconds. He's, he's an episode of Psych. Nice. He's in an episode of Psych. You can't only know people from Psych, man. Yeah. He's. I mean, he's all over the place. Um, okay. Richard I'll... Kind. He's. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You he know who he is. He was in uh, a serious man. He was in Spin City. Oh yeah. You could go on for this. Not about you. A bug's I'm, life. You have to cars. Get... The Search for Santa Paws, uh, the 2010 yeah. movie about Santa Claus's puppy. Yeah. Anyway, back to our... Uh, okay, <laughs> so Oliver North was the one that had the idea to fund the Contras by selling, taking... We sell weapons directly to Iran, we take that money, we send it to the Contras. Uh, Reagan didn't approve that. Poindexter and North saw it carried out because they had kind of this thing before. Um, so a big part of this is that the National Security Council basically took it upon themselves to do a lot of this. And there was a big question because the official statement in the Boland Amendment said that no government entity that carried out intelligence operations could do this. But the National Security Council could be... Reagan's administration argued that it wasn't... Mm-hmm. It didn't fall under the Boland Amendment. That's basically how they got away from this. Um, you got one whole more page, you got three minutes, dog. I'm going to speed this up. So this whole thing came to a halt. Like this mm-hmm. was This was all happening. It was found out... Because in October of 1986, an airlift of guns that was being run to the Contras in Nicaragua was shot down. Three of those passengers died. The fourth was a man named Eugene Hassenfuss. He was survived, and he was captured by Sandinista soldiers. In a press conference, Hassenfuss admitted to working for the CIA, or he at least admitted that the two of the people on that flight were CIA employees and that they were running weapons and supplies to the Contras. Like a week later... Ashura, uh, two A's, probably Ashura, um, a Lebanese newspaper, uh, through, due to an internal leak in the Lebanese government, exposed the Iran deal. And that was on November 3rd. Um, that was the first official public reporting on the arms for hostages. So it was revealed that we were sending stuff to the Contras. Then this came out that, oh, we were also basically trading arms for hostages. Um, and that was pretty much it. Reagan came out was just like, I'm sorry this happened. They did the Tower Commission, which found out that, like, hey, all these people are held responsible. Nobody really got in trouble because H.W. Uh, Bush pardoned them all. And the people yeah. who didn't get pardoned basically were granted immunity in exchange for the testimonies. Um, so it's very, like, shitty. North and Poindexter destroyed a lot of documents. They absolutely should have gone to jail. They were charged, and they, I don't think they either of them saw any... Significant amount of were they pardoned? Uh, yes, they were. They were two of the people that were pardoned. Now, uh, the big thing is that they're not really clear what Reagan knew. H. W. Bush got 
off pretty much scot-free. He was like, I had no idea. There's pretty good amount of evidence that like he probably knew, but it's plausible deniability. Yeah. Um, so the, here's the kicker, and this is how it ties back together. Ooh. In 2000, Eugene Hassenfuss. One this minute. Is, this is a factoid I found out from uh, Matt Christman talking to him on Saturday. Okay. Matt Christman of slightly worse podcast, Chapo Travis. Oh, much better podcast, Chapo yeah. Travis. You don't like it because the sound quality. I like it. I listened to it yesterday. Yeah. Um, so he told me on Saturday, and this is why I decided to do this topic, that Eugene Hassenfuss, basically his life was ruined after this. Um, he moved back to a small town in Wisconsin. In 2000, he was arrested for exposing himself to a woman in the parking lot of a Kmart in Waukesha County, Wisconsin. Whoa. He was jacking it in the passenger seat of his truck. She got in the car next to it, realized what he was doing, pulled up behind his truck to get his license plate. He moved into the driver's seat and took off. So it all comes full it circle. It all came back full circle. I told you I would do the it. Jerking off in vehicles. Doing jerking off. In, um, actually, that's a goddamn magic trick. Yeah, I'm impressed. And with like time to spare too, three seconds, literally. Oh yeah. Any uh, stop it before it beeps. I didn't. So, wow, I learned a lot of stuff. You want to talk about what we learned? Yeah, I learned you that. Go first, yeah, five things. I learned that I do not have a Rodney Dangerfield impression. All right, I should work on that. Yes. I learned that actually this is. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield wrote, produced, and starred in Rover Dangerfield. That's correct. He was co-produced. Co-produced. Sorry, whatever. Doesn't matter. Uh, I learned that uh, he was hungry a lot. Um, sorry, Hungarian. Those are different. <laughs> um, I learned that tin tin men sell aluminum siding for reasons that there's, are there's a documentary cannot, about it cannot be explained by human science or, <laughs> or we laws. can just look it up um, but let's not i learned that he has one of the weirdest marriage lives <laughs> yeah. that i can think of fair uh and i learned that the no respect joke is not very good <laughs> but what did it launch uh, what an, did, an empire yeah that's impressive i mean caddyshack alone cements that man um Siemens? Cements. Yeah. Whatever you want to say. Sure. There were, I mean, there were boobs in that movie. Yeah. Which I did the, not realize. Ronnie Dangerfield's final line is, is like, let's all go get laid. Yeah. That was a raunchy sex comedy. Yeah. But actually, Bill Murray and Chevy Chase and Ronnie Dangerfield were supposed to have much smaller parts in until they knew how to improv and the director thought they were really funny. And then well, the director all the, was like, Harold pro- Ramis, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. So he thought they were funny. And then um, it like significantly reduced the screen time of all the other people in it who were like serious actors and thought they were going to be the main characters. Yeah. Well, it's also very funny because like Chevy Chase and Bill Murray hated each other. Oh, yeah. Like famously. You can see, you can feel that tension. So it's like literally there's the one scene that they shot together and then mm-hmm. the rest of the time they absolutely were not in the same. You know that story about when Chevy Chase came to SNL when Bill Murray was working on it? No. And they almost got into a fist fight. Oh, no. I didn't know like, about this. And then like it broke up and that like groups were holding both of them back and then bill murray pissed off just yelled medium talent <laughs> at chevy trace which is like a really like lingering yeah. and hurtful insult yeah like it's not just like you suck like yeah. it's just like you're mm. which is fine because chevy chase is definitely a medium talent yeah as good as the vacation movies are and well, i've not seen any of those huh well 
Yeah. Now I know what to tell you about next week. Next week. But let me tell you the five things. Tell, I yeah, tell me about the five things, and we'll get into what we're going to do next week. I learned that Oliver week. North looks exactly like character actor Richard Kind, who is featured in Spin City. <laughs> he is in Spin City. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, you know, the schlubby guy. He's Mr. Spin. Uh, <laughs> it's his city. It's his city. He owns the whole city. <laughs> and then uh, Michael J. Fox tries to take it over. Mm-hmm. I think that's the plot of that. Also, Barry Boswick. Uh, loosely based on the 1953 Iranian coup. Mm-hmm. I learned that uh, Ben Affleck had nothing to do with the Iran-Contra scandal. Affair? What do you call it? Iran-Contra affair. Is affair. It, like the official affair. name. The Iranian hostage crisis. The Iranian hostage crisis. Might have been what thing. Argo's about. Yeah, it's probably. Have you not seen Argo? I haven't seen Argo. Okay, it's a best no, picture, right? It won best it's picture? It's not very good. Yeah, it's a thing that and is Oscar bait. This is like... My nerdiest thing I could say. But when watching that film, Ben Affleck goes to his son's room, and his son's like a little child who has the Star Wars figures on the Star Wars sand. Oh, God. But he has, yes. But I got upset because I paused it and looked, and he had a Tusken Raider in the spot that said Ewok. No, that said um, Jawa. Jawa, And then a Jawa on the space where it said Sand People or Tusken Raider. Holy shit. That so is, that's the petty, like, I wish <laughs> yeah. you were in the Academy so that when it came to vote for best picture, you were just like, no. Really, the fault of the film is that they make it seem like an American thing, and it was largely like the Canadians that yeah. did the whole operation. Um, three? Am I on three? Yeah, that was the third, third one. Are you, yeah, you're on the third one. I learned that uh, an Ayatollah is basically the Iran version of Shadow the Hedgehog. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah, it loosely translates from uh, Persian, Far- Persian, Farsi. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is going to be real bad. <laughs> I, I feel like I managed we got to not a lot of, of things to learn. I feel like I managed to not offend a whole lot of people, mm-hmm. and then I just now offended a, a very large number. Ooh, that was a good impression of someone. That's a very good impression of probably one of the McElroy brothers. <laughs> uh, second thing I learned. Was that... Um, Wait, are you counting down or counting up? Down. Okay. Right? Okay, because you went from two to three back to two, I think. Uh-huh. I think you've named three things total. Okay. I'll go two. Okay. I'll go four. 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 Uh, I feel like I was counting down, though. Uh, you could do a countdown. I'll do two. It just uh, doesn't make sense if it's like... You, if you're counting the things you learned yeah. to do a countdown. Okay, two slash four. I learned that I'm really bad at knowing if I'm counting up or down. Yeah. And one, I learned that um, we sold... It's illegal. It's, what's, it's illegal to masturbate. It's illegal to masturbate in cars. That's very important. <laughs> yeah. That's a very well, important thing. That I actually, it might not be illegal to masturbate in cars. It's illegal if to no be one caught. Sees. Yeah, it's illegal to be caught yeah. masturbating in it's cars. It's like if a tree falls in the woods. It's like if you masturbate in a car and T- no one tune sees. In for our next, you really masturbate? Yeah, tune in for our next podcast. Uh, legal advice? <laughs> <laughs> Written in italics. With yeah. Like, I like, like that. Uh, legal advice? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to come out with three to four other podcasts. Um, they're not going to be any good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is the time for plugs. We're going to do imaginary sequels about uh, movies that deserve sequels and what we think the plot of them should be. Absolutely. Legal advice. Uh, uh, legal advice? Uh, legal advice? Because I, I like, it almost sounds like you're saying illegal advice. Like, 
uh dot dot dot, dot, dot space legal, legal advice exclamation mark question mark yeah and tarot bang <laughs> tarot bang all right i don't like that oh i love tarot bangs all right we'll, but ta- we'll, we'll, we'll talk discuss. about it off air take it offline and then uh i don't know something else we gotta come up with a few more but yeah um so what are you what are you gonna be talking about next week Ooh, let me tell you what i'll be talking about next week well no you tell me first all right. I mean, you tell me I'll first. go first. I'll go first. You went first today. I'll go first now. Mm-hmm. So my topic next week is going to be the history of the Rolex watch company. Mm. I'm going to tell you all about Rolex and um, well, I don't know anything about it, so I'm going to have to study up. Uh, I know they're fancy, and that you can buy them from a hobo who lives in the alleyway for like ten bucks. One time I went to a thrift store and I found a bunch of um, watches in like a basket. They were all like a buck a piece, and they said Folex. Hell yeah. And I thought that was hilarious. I wanted to buy all It's like them. a faux hawk. Get a faux hawk. Get a Folex. Get a... Um, I can't think of anything else that begins with the word faux. Me either. Uh, faux news, if you're a very lame person. <laughs> that's an appropriate amount of shade to throw. I will next week be talking about uh, the film Alf's Button Afloat, a oh. 1938 British comedy film. Uh, in which the crazy gang go to sea, where one of them discovers a button on his uniform is made from the metal of Aladdin's lamp. That's... So it doesn't... Well, I guess I should wait until next week, but mm-hmm. this doesn't involve Alf the no, alien. No, I really thought it was... It's The main character is Alf Higgins, played by Bud Flanagan, who is unfortunately okay, not an well, alien life form who loves to eat cats. Imaginary sequel, though. Mm-hmm. It's the same movie, same name, but yeah. it is in fact Alf, the alien life form, who's like in the process of eating a cat when he discovers that a button on his shirt is <laughs> Alf made doesn't of wear shirts. Button on, uh, oh, fuck, what was the name of the family he lived with? I do not I know. I don't know. I never watched Alf. We weren't alive when that mattered. <sighs> well, we're disappointing our fans, mm-hmm. but that <laughs> yep. is all right. Hopefully, you'll well, stick around. Well, they can personally tweet at us. I can tweet. Mine is at. Skeletorist. Oh, man. It's, yeah, it's, I always forget how good that is. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and you should see I photoshopped a picture of Skeletor on in like, a Hawaiian shirt, shirt and, yeah. and a, like mm. a fedora. Like a, like a tw- not tweed, what is it? With straw, like a straw, straw fedora. fedora. Okay, dope, yeah. Uh, and mine is at electric, like electric without the first E, mainline. Or actually better idea, we'll cut that part out. Tweeted us at Themed the Podcast. Yeah, just get us at the podcast. Yeah, just don't worry about either of our personal accounts. Yeah, and just tweet you, at the podcast. Yeah, you wouldn't like it when I'm tweeting. Um, is there anything else you want to plug? Uh, anything important to you coming up? Considering that this is apparently the 23rd um, at this point? Yeah, at this point, though. Memorial Day's coming up. Yeah, I have a haircut scheduled. Oh, cool. That's that'll be cool. That'll be fun. I mean, I'm going away for the weekend to go. Where are you going? I'm going to Minnesota. Nice. What's in Minnesota? I'm going to the Socialist Alternative Summer Camp School. <laughs> summer School Camp. Sandinistas. Yeah. Well, different. We don't associate. Sandinistas. We don't associate with that group. What? It's different. They have a different international. Socialist International SI is different than CWI. But uh-huh. I can't. I can't go into topics on that. I Clinton would have won. I'm. <laughs> Well, and the you podcast. Want, you now. want to take this off, Mike? <laughs> yeah, and the podcast right now. <laughs> All right, let's give a shout out to Harold. Harold, thank you. Harold Bond. Uh, do you want to? Is you want to say anything on the mic? Anything you want us to mention? 
for everyone listening uh, at all, home. All 500 listeners that yeah. we definitely band? have. Band shout out? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in a band called Sweet Lil. Sweet Lil. And we're playing at Northside Yacht Club May 27th, Saturday. Awesome. With a band called Dana from Columbus. Sweet. Yeah. So go to that and then... Check it out. Yeah. I'll be there. Uh, I won't be because I'll be in Minnesota, but Paul will be in I will send people in my stead. So just give me like a letter about everything wrong that he said that was offensive. Yeah. Everyone show up. <laughs> handwrite letters in Farsi or Persian. I will figure it out. And then, then shut up and enjoy Sweet Lil. Yeah. Do you Don't. guys have like a... Like a Bandcamp? Sweetlil.bandcamp.com. Sweetlil.bandcamp.com. Yeah, that's Lil like Phil and Lil. Like Lil. Like yeah, L-I-L. Like, L-I-L. like Lil Wayne. Like, uh, <laughs> like Lil, but with an I. Yeah. Yes. Like uh, Little... Like Lil... But, like <laughs> the first three. Like Lil Abner. Yeah, yeah. Sure. All right. I think we got it. Yeah, got it. Uh... See you next week. Yeah, see you next week when we'll be talking about uh, Rolexes and Alf- Alfie's magic button or Alf Alfie's button Alf's button afloat. God, that's a bad name for a film, mm-hmm. but I'm really excited to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.